from a radio studio on Long Island, New York. Come two diehard fans of the greatest rock and roll band hailing from Hollywood, California. Dissecting all things Guns N' Roses and anything else in their distorted minds, it's Brando and Scotto. And this is Appetite for Distortion. You're done scratching your neck? (laughs) Yes. Mike's picking it up. And welcome to the podcast. I wonder, should I leave that on? No. (laughs) Welcome to the podcast. Appetite for Distortion. My name is Brando, and with me, continuing with me, of course, into the new year, is my partner in perfect crime, Scotto, comma, Ian. Yeah. What's going I, on, hot pants? Nothing. <laughs> I just, um, I actually just recorded like two hours for Soft Rep, for Soft Rep Radio, where I, of course, plugged Appetite for Distortion at the very end. I was like, Cross go Cross-plugging your podcast. Go look up Appetite for Distortion. Oh, always. Which sounds weird. Being sure. shameless, shamelessly plugging. So I was kind of tired. And then I got here to iHeartRadio, and I chugged down uh, this coffee, which, you know, I wish was Charlie Benanti's coffee, because I want to try Charlie Benanti's coffee. But I was reminded of the song Milk by S.O.D., Charlie Benanti's other group, because I, you know, made this hot coffee here in the little break room, and there was no milk. And so it's like that S.O.D. song where it's, I wish I had some goddamn milk, but Cheerios <laughs> just ain't the same. So it reminds me of one of our guests, Charlie Benanti, because wow. the whole song is, it. I want some milk. My coffee goes cold. That's a good I want song. some milk. I should have been told. Because S.O.D. had these like funny songs that were like hardcore and metal and just silly no, and nothing. stupid. Yeah, and Deftones actually covered it really earlier in their career, so that was what this reminded me of. But the point being, I'm fueled, I'm ready to go, <laughs> I'm point. ready to talk Appetite for Distortion, Estranged, and and uh, also November Rain, which is, are going to be our topics. And you know what's crazy? I feel like um, the universe wanted me to talk about this because as I'm on the subway going to iHeartRadio, I have my iPod, I have my little iPod, which I like. Um, on random, and I had no plans on listening to a strange before this because I've listened to it a million times. I, I know enough to say, but it came on randomly. Yeah. And I and when that song comes on, you like you have to listen to the whole song. You don't, you don't skip that song. Yeah, it's it's one of those those songs that you kind of got to get emotionally ready for, and I think that's what makes this kind of a good episode because you want to talk about doing another show with just us. We yeah. have plenty of people on the docket as far as so we, many. We, we want to interview, but we're still a very young podcast and we really appreciate all the new friends that we've made. I mean, this is only our, our 13th episode and as this is the very first show and first day as we record this on the 1st of January uh, 2017, a lot of New Year's resolutions, a lot of feelings you're leaving behind, you know, what feelings you're looking forward to. So those two songs, I, I believe, because November Rain is my favorite. Is Estrange your favorite? Yeah, I'd say Estrange. So I just think that it's it's an appropriate way. Well, they're both. They're both they're like my two favorite. I think. Sophie's Choice for you. Yeah, those are, and, and also You Could Be Mine. It's fun. You know what? I didn't think of this, but my favorite Guns N' Roses albums would actually be Appetite for Destruction and Chinese Democracy, I love them both. I mean, Appetite for Destruction would be number one. But my favorite songs by Guns N' Roses are on the Use Your Illusion albums. Uh, you Could Be Mine, November Rain, and Estranged. But to me, they just have some filler. I know we've debated this before. You don't think there's any filler. 
The even, only, even my world, a little bit of filler. No, that was what I was going to say. That and the, and the, uh, the don't cry alter. Uh, yes, yeah. I, 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 I always hate. I skip I, that. Yeah, I have them on my iPod and stuff. It's like I know I this song, it. but it's not this song. Yeah, and every time it comes on, it's those alternate lyrics. Like you can't. It's not the same. You can't really get into it, man. I wonder why he did that. I'm sure he must have explained at some point. I guess they have alternate meanings, and it is a, well. I mean, I could listen to it again. It's still good. Um, but, you know, there's the de- definitive version is the one in the music video. Sure. And we're going to get into, I mean, it may go into uh, Don't Cry. It may go into all these different, because I, I, we, we got some clips that we want to play about November Rain and Estranged interviews with Axel and Slash throughout the years. And there is one thing that they, they did talk about. Because it was, I guess, filmed for making the videos. I mean, I haven't seen it for a while, but as I'm perusing YouTube yeah. for clips to play for us, uh, of course, YouTube isn't exactly uh, the most precise of like, this came from this time and, and lack of editing or too much editing. So uh, it, as we play these, these clips throughout the show, if you're like, oh, I remember it from this so-and-so. <laughs> I remember. I, I remember. Oh, I got to add that to the soundboard. Oh yeah, my little it, would, it would definitely be used. Savage animal. You know what's funny? Now every time I'm around like a group of little kids, I think. Oh god, member, how I often you? Remember it berries. How often are you around a group of little kids? I'm talking. Yeah. How dare you? <laughs> talking about if I'm on the train or something, you and there's dick. these little kids who just you know are talking. I think member berries. Like they sound like member berries. Little kids <laughs> hey, sound like member. Yeah. It's uh, you know what uh, from I, South Park. I'll probably get uh, someone will be offended by this, but there was actually this girl I'm friends with. Um, on Facebook, who's a comedian, and she apparently works among like a lot of little Asian kids. She's like little Asian kids selling member berries, <laughs> <laughs> kind of do. That's that's so messed up. <laughs> so I want to ask, uh, how was your New Year's, by the way? Because I saw some video of you last night on social media playing some uh, Nintendo sixty four. Yeah, and dancing to Stitches. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, no, I it was you know I invited two of my friends over. Uh, my like my my good friends are like my friends from way back in the day. I've known both of these guys since like third grade. Um, you didn't want to go out because we are you know in the New York City where yeah, a lot of people come that. to. Yeah, I'm not. And also, I'm I'm on Long Island, as are you. So I'm not going in the city when I have to come back here. But that's the today big thing. And tomorrow, and you know. But that's the big thing. There are people listening to us literally from around the world. Where New York City. Yeah. Dick Clark, rest in peace. His Rock and Eve is still going on with Carson Daly. No, uh, with uh, Ryan Seacrest, right? Uh, it was Carson Daly last night. I saw Ryan Seacrest, I, I, and I even think it's called Dick Clark's Rock and Eve with Ryan Seacrest. Oh, whatever I was watching, it was Carson Daly and Mel B. Yeah, that was a different one, I think. I, I really don't care. No. I mean, Hey, you brought it up, but no, I did not go out. I played some N64, and we watched some original Ninja Turtles cartoon. Nice. So we watched, yeah, like season two of Ninja Turtles. We watched like three episodes of that. <laughs> and, you know, and it's funny because I was saying to them, like, this is what I'd be doing when, uh, if I was a little kid. It's I still do the same stuff. And oh, yeah. Ordered, me too. ordered Domino's. I went a little crazy. I had one beer. Oh my god! Uh, yeah, that's what that's what I did. What did you do? You animal! I was actually uh, a few studios down from where we're recording here uh, in the iHeart Radio uh, theater or hub. Uh, the theaters downstairs, where uh, where Z100 is, the world famous radio station, and, yeah. and KTU and WOR, a bunch of different New York radio stations. But uh, one of the things that I do for iHeart is when they're out of town hosts that come in, they want to use our New York facilities. I kind of like babysit them and make sure everything's connected and what and so forth. So Chris Boussard, uh, the, you might remember his name uh, from ESPN now. He's with Fox Sports. So uh, I had to come here last night, 
and his show was from eight to eleven. I watched some uh, foreign horror movies on uh, on Netflix and just on the internet. And I went home and I managed to get a few minutes before the ball dropped, and that's when I, I watched. Um, well, it's what I remember being Carson Daly, okay. but I, I didn't I didn't care. But you, you see all these videos, of course, uh, Slash and, and Dolph. They tweeted, uh, you know, uh, a Happy New Year, and I'm kind of keeping tabs of because I'm I'm curious of how these people spend their their New Year's. Now I'm sure it's all about their their family. But for me, I didn't care. You know, a few blocks away is is Times Square. It's all about the family for for Duff and Slash. I still picture Axel like going out and partying. He does. I, I mean, I, we've seen pictures. I mean, I don't know. That's all he does. I'd like but on to... New Year's Eve, if I had to guess, I bet you Axel was, you know, a little inebriated, having fun. <laughs> that, that'd be my guess. I guess so. Uh, but everybody was looking forward to not necessarily the plans of New Year's, but the fact that this year was ending. I yeah, think that so, was that's the big thing, and I think that's going to be the jumping off point for this episode. Yeah, because this was supposedly the worst year. Ever since yeah. the dinosaurs of Jesus died, every uh, you know, and it's all because Donald Trump, because of celebrity deaths. But yeah, if you're a Guns N' Roses fan, you can't say this year was so bad because we got to see the return of the Guns N' Roses, the three guys that you know are now a part of this band. So I don't think you could say this was a bad year. And I actually talked about this on Soft Rep with Drew before I got here. I don't think that like who the president is. Or the celebrity deaths of people that you didn't know, even if they affect your life, like that should not make a bad year. Like a bad year is like a parent dying, or you know, like well, if or, one of the celebrities was your family. Yeah, I mean, I get that part of it, I, but it shouldn't make it a bad year. Like my year consists of what I did for work. Like to me, a big part of this year was starting this podcast with you, or this sure. last year. Or, you know, like to me, that's my year. Guns and Roses reuniting, actually, I would say, is a big part of my year. It was a, a, a huge part. What I love about, and this relates to Facebook, and I forgot to send it to you, but if you're on Facebook, I mean, it, most people are, uh, it has on this day X amount of years ago that you posted this, and it was something, I believe, from, it was only a couple of days ago, so I'm assuming it was from December of last year, that we're kind of uh, putting messages on each other's fa- uh, wall of the these the what do you want little clues these yeah, little blues yeah. clues of of this reunion i think it's going to happen and yeah. just looking at these clips that we were sending to each other that like oh my god is this going to happen is that going to happen and 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 here we are yeah uh so as a guns and roses fan as you know podcast radio fan this year has gone well i think it was just a, a depressing year where a lot of these idols are now you know dying uh you know duff is out there and he's got uh, the prince logo yeah. on his on his base he's been rocking that and I think it just put things in, in perspective in, in a unique way where I think it, it had been said for a while before GNR got back together, they're all, they, they are all alive. So you need to do this now. And now you're seeing these people die that are close to their age. I mean, George Michael was 53. I mean, Axel's what? He's also in his early 50s. I mean, that's, that's kind of scary. I, that's what I would think. I wasn't trying to be morbid about it. But I'm like, what if Axl Rose died? Yeah. I mean, I'm a I'm a I'm a big Prince fan. Uh, you know, I, I like George Michael. My mom would always tell me the story when I was two years old, jumping up and down in the bed. Uh, well, wake me up before you go go. <laughs> uh, that that was like apparently what one of my first rock out moments was the nice. wham. That says a, a lot about me, <laughs> I guess. Uh, 
but I'm like, what if Axel Rose died? I never met him. Yeah. But would that affect me the way that some of these other deaths? A way more. Like, yeah. uh, you know, Carrie Fisher. I mean, I've never seen Star Wars. Yeah, <laughs> I know. But I remember. Oh, her you never, wait, you're being serious? 100. percent Oh wow. Okay. I've never seen Star Wars. And I picture because you even. Because I'm a nerd? No, you even, you're like a self-identifying nerd. You know what I mean? You call yourself a nerd sometimes. I, and it's like, well, really? You're a nerd and you haven't yeah, watched uh, Star Wars? Just like with religion and, and political affiliations, I don't subscribe to everything yeah. underneath the label. But to not never see it, I've seen it and I'm not a nerd. It, it's just, <laughs> it just never happened. It's like the yeah. it's like how a virgin would answer that question, but except the virgin <laughs> usually sees Star Wars. I, it just never happened. I've never seen <laughs> Star Wars. Uh, but I do remember her, her, her very uh, wonderful appearance in Drop Dead Fred. Okay. If you remember yeah, and I know you love that movie. Uh, I love Drop Dead Fred. The mega bitch! So, it's like, what effects would that, hap- would that have? That's why I'm so glad to see Steven alive. Yeah. Well, alive, of course. But seemingly doing well. It's also important to see these bands live and, and like, if you haven't caught any date on any leg of this tour, like go do it. Um, I, you know me, I'm a podcast fanatic, I, and I was listening to Jamie Josta from Hatebreed. I love his podcast. Talk about he he was saying how like these big headline festivals. There's always that band from like the 70s, sometimes in the 80s. He's like Iron Maiden, and you know, and then if you look at the later bands, Megadeth, Metallica, and he was saying how it's crazy to think there's going to be a time not too far from now where Iron Maiden's no longer going to tour, and then Metallica's no longer going to tour. And like, if you have kids, you know, and at you know, if you get married, have kids, and all, it's very likely you won't be able to see Kiss or Iron Maiden or Judas Priest with them. And like these, and it's also that whole discussion of who is the next generation that could headline these things because. These festivals are headlined by older bands usually, and uh, so just see these bands while you can, because you don't know how long you're going to have. Not even if they die. Like I, I, it's very possible Guns N' Roses will finish out another few legs of this tour and be like, "All right, calling it quits now. Made a lot of money, moving on to other stuff. We can make a lot off merchandising." I hope you never not. know. No, I hope not as well. <laughs> I don't even know if I'm seeing anything on this leg, but like it was very important to me that I that I saw Axel and Slash together. And, uh, I had to. Yeah, it's, and if they and if no, they're playing, you know, anywhere near me again, I will be there. So, and I think that's what we're trying to do as we get rid of this. What many feel, I guess, not us, that 2016 was the worst year. It was a very weird year. Yeah. Can we agree on that? Oh yeah, uh, very. Uh, yeah, kinda, in, in terms of pop culture, yeah. Sure, is to kind of navigate our emotion to and our connection to pop culture, which Guns N' Roses, of course, falls into. And, and it, I know that, like, you know, Rob Kardashian and Black China deeply affected you. I, I don't, like, I, why? <laughs> I, I feel like the first time I heard those names, I'm like, are these, are these Pokemon? I don't know who these, I know you're into this. I know you're uh, into you're, it. I don't know. You, your girl Mariah had a meltdown yesterday. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because you, you left the uh, last episode by, I got to watch Mariah's World. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. Um, and it made me just think, though, watching it and knowing that we were going to do the podcast uh, today, that her supposed... Meltdown, if you haven't seen it, there was lip syncing issues and, you know, she just stopped giving it a crap and threw a little hissy fit. Even though, to be fair, from what I know, it was backing track. Like, it was a heavy backing track. But she, she does sang. sing live. And, uh, and I and her mic was still on. Yeah. So, like, she was going to sing over the track. Right. And it just got me thinking, what about Axel? You know, his rants. What would have happened? Yeah. You know? Oh, uh, man. It's just... Uh, it's but a, he would never lip sync. 
no. or lip sync. Or and if they have backing track, which I don't, I, I don't know everything that they do, but if they do, it's very light. It's not, it's not you know backing track like that where it's the whole thing. That's actually why they have Melissa Reese in the band and they have Dizzy Reed doing some backup vocals and and even Duff, like because yeah, Axel kind of needs that. I know, and I think that's the uniqueness of the world that we're in now, and that's why I want 2017 going forward, and I'm glad that a band like Guns N' Roses comes back in, a band that plays live, Yeah, because so much, and the people who are dying are, are just like a lost art. How many album or uh, instruments did Prince play? Oh, my you God. Know, or, or, you know, or the, the importance of Glenn Fry. You know, these people don't exist today. You're a little bit more hip to today's music, Ian. Than, than I am, and that doesn't exist today, and that bothers me. Yeah. So I mean, as I we we transition into the new year, new year, new beginnings, you know, uh, or at least as I say, yes, and I have to bring it up again, Jew year, Jew, Jew me. Sup, Jew? Sorry, I just, <laughs> I just wanted to use that clip because uh, everyone, that's how everyone feels, and I'm like, it's just another day. I want to continue living my life and uh, continue upward and forward momentum, but I, it just gets to me. You can't help but reflect, and it just helps me re- reflect on. You know the Guns Guns N' Roses and November Rain specifically, yeah, because that was a song a transition that, here that that helped me. Uh, I mean, we we seem like we're not focused, but but there's a method to our yeah. There, this podcast for those uh, who haven't noticed, it's very ADD. Oh, there's a method to our madness, and I was thinking about this. You know, because you mentioned your iPod earlier, yeah. and in just these few years and into 2017, where we're, we're at right now. The ways to listen to music is so different. The way to listen to radio shows is so different with podcasts. I, I, I strictly remember sitting in my college dorm room using, you remember the Winamp programs? Yeah. Kind of like a smaller iTunes, which would be just more of like a playlist. And you could pick your, your skins. Yeah. Like you're, you're kind of like your, yep. your wallpaper to the Winamp. And I would always pick, like, use your illusion. Because I always loved that. The artistry of it, of course, I know it's a, a famous painting, the School of Athens, but I just love the, the the colors that they added to it. So I'd always use that as a skin. And for whatever reason, before I really got into Guns N' Roses, and I believe we spoke about this in the very first episode, that I had a, uh, I, I actually had a couple ex-girlfriends that were really into GNR. So it's weird how that worked out. Uh, it's not like I, I went searching. There's no, uh, you know, uh, GNR dating peoplemeet.com. I mean, maybe they're- Not a bad idea. Yeah, it is not. Maybe not. Uh, But November Rain stuck out for me for whatever reason. And a lot of it had to do with uh, the video. And I I found some clips and I want to play this for you because I guess this will be my jumping off point why November Rain is important to me. And of course, we'll go as a strange and we'll play clips from Axel and Slash. And this is kind of where I think we want to go as people, what goals we have for 2017 going forward. We also want to hear your, meaning whoever's, you know, whoever's listening, assuming you're listening. We see you. We count on SoundCloud. The hundreds and hundreds of people listening. We really appreciate Thousands that. Thousands for the Savannah. Art Devana episode. Yeah, uh, but we we want to be we want to hear what you want going forward from yourself and fo- and, and uh, from the show. So we want that back and forth. So I think this has a lot of an axle. This one clip I'm going to play. I might it, it's from the Welcome to the Videos era. I don't know if it's on the clip. As I mentioned before, YouTube not exactly the most trustworthy with their descriptions. But but I digress. The reason it says 1990. Oh, I should probably say he starts off by saying that is because the tombstone yeah. uh, in November in video says 1990, and he explains it from from there. The reason it says 1990 is because on the tombstone, you know, 1990 was a, you know very suicidal year. You know, some things were really good, and then 
um, with the marriage not working and stuff like that, it just made me realize all kinds of things haven't ever really worked, you know, and I got to get through it and figure out why so many things continually go wrong. You know, for me, it was it's the first time I've actually ever heard that clip, and I can't believe how much I identify with it. Knowing that I already identify with November Rain, I really wasn't sure of why growing up. And, you know, I've talked about it uh, on the air before in, in, in therapy and depression. I, I've only gone into it so much. But I think it's only fair that th- these guys put out their emotions to us, the, the, the fans. So there's a reason. And there's a reason why they're so popular. And in addition to the you know, the music, is, of course, is sounding great. But people identifying to the lyrics. So growing up, you know, I, I leaned more towards heavy rock. And this, it's, of course, a ballad. And it, to me, it's not a ballad like... Um, I remember you, or you know, I don't. You don't know what it's. You don't know what you got to. What's going for Cinderella? I yeah. mean, those are great songs, but there's something different to it. There's, there's an anger to it. Yeah. There's an epic, epicness to it. A lot of those '80s ballads, I'll say, like I love, but there's almost a cheesy factor to them. Not so much. I remember you, actually, but like, don't know what you got till it's gone. Every rose has its thorn. Yeah, it's it's almost like. Uh, those songs, I, I don't. They're too formulaic of a what it's a, a ballad. Here's feel emotion from us hard rock. Yeah, like I don't feel introspective when I listen to those songs. Not you at know? all. But you do when you listen to November Rain. So I get where you're coming from. It, it's from the beginning to the end, the raindrop, the to to the video. Watching all of that, we also have clips talking about these strange video things that I, I didn't even know. But for me, I don't think I realized my own depression. Actually, clearly realized it at a young age like what he when you listen to him talk he's very intelligent he's always been very intelligent uh that i don't think i realized that i had depression until maybe my early 20s mid to early 20s you know i I knew that my dad had suffered uh, from it and my dad's side had suffered from it and i didn't know why typical teenage stuff this girl doesn't like me I'm not doing well in school. Like stupid bullshit email things like that. Because I was definitely, as you're going through your list, you you were surprised a strange came up. For me, my Pandora, while I'm picking channels and artists, it's just like, oh, I remember listening to Newfound Glory. I remember listening. Oh, I love Newfound Glory. I know, but I I mean, I I did, but now listening to it, it's just like, whoa, I was in a different place. I'm not, I'm not, girls are evil. I got to go to Hot Topic. I love those songs. I do still, but I don't have the same emotional connection. Sure, sure. So when I hear that, it's like, holy crap. Like, is Axel still going through that? Like, I had no idea he was suicidal. And I've... I've never made the, just to be completely blunt about it. I've never attempted. Yeah. But I've lived in that like I don't want to be here. Like I just don't. And yeah. It's not the uh, a lot of times when you see people post and it's, I've had it before too, man. Quite for you know, Yeah. But there's a difference for me where people complain on the social media and it's just oh, yeah. it's just you want someone to pay attention <laughs> to you and there's real legitimate depression, which is why people I think identify with Axel and guns. It's real. It's legitimate, yeah. and I, it's very peculiar that I identified with the song so much, not realizing how much it has to do with with suicide and trying to come out of it. You know what you want? I can play another clip that he really explains the difference between November Rain and Estranged, and the, you can jump off uh, sure. of that part of it. November Rain is a song about not wanting to be in a state of having to deal with unrequited love. And I felt that way. Mm. From the world. Estranged. Is acknowledging it. 
I like his pauses. And being there. And having to figure out what the fuck to do. It's like being catapulted out into the universe and having no choice about it and having to figure out what the fuck are you gonna do because the things you wanted and worked for just cannot happen and there's nothing you can fucking do about it i'm just gonna say before you jump off yeah i was november rain i still am to a degree but that's where i am now i'm at estranged that's where I am in my life my, my, as I'm 33. So yeah. it's, it's just very interesting how that's it, it plays out. That's the first time I ever heard that clip of him talking about the songs. And the thing about those songs is both of them, they have they have certain lines that I love, certain lines I identify with. But I, I never really knew, and I still don't feel like I know the entire meaning of those songs. So they're so deep. There's like so many layers to them. And sometimes it doesn't even matter... Um, what the full meaning of the song is because everybody interprets their own meaning to yeah. things. Um, like there's so many Deftones, Deftones are my other favorite band. And I'm, I'm you know, I don't know, being 80 I was just here, listening to some uh, White Pony on the way over. I love that album. So, but there's certain songs where you, you can't even make out certain words Chino is saying unless yeah. you read them. But it, it doesn't even matter to me. It's the way that he sings them. It's, uh, you know, so strange there's certain lines in there where he's like young at heart but I'm only 28 when I I mean old at heart but I'm only 28 but right. when I hear that line I think of because I'm just you know I'm 30 uh and I remember listening to that song when I was 28 I'm always listening to that song and it's like man this is where Axel was at this period of time and it's also that he wrote these songs and he solely wrote, wrote these two songs um at what he says is like a depressing point in his life, and they had to have been to write write these songs. They're not fun songs, yet these were written. At least uh, they came out during when when Guns N' Roses were at the height of their fame, and so it leads to that thing of um. We I think we've even talked about it on the podcast where people were like, "How could Robin Williams kill himself? Like he's got, you know, he he was." so famous and so beloved and uh so funny and he had it all going for him and it's like it goes back to that thing of yeah but if you suffer from depression none of that fucking matters you don't know yeah i mean knowing that you know and this will be it pertains and i want to get to a point <clears throat> with this podcast that we're honest the listeners are honest because this is honest music uh the first time i mentioned it because there's really no other forum that i where it was appropriate but that's what my my father also, is it Sucumbers that came, by the way, to make a, 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 a very morbid story funny at first? What's the, yeah. what's the appropriate word? Sucumbers that came. When you, uh, oh. When you succumb to something? I think. All right. Well, clearly, we're both products of the American uh, education system. But my dad, he suffered from depression. And, and uh, unfortunately, for lack of a better word, that was his demise. Yeah. Was uh, was depression. So, And it was about... I don't know, a couple months later, after that's when Robin Williams happened. And even before, you know, what eventually happened to my dad and Robin Williams and how we're really putting it out there with mental health, and I think we spoke about, we might have even brought up Kanye West the last episode and talking oh, about, yeah. you know, how his latest freak out is something that was triggered by him losing his mom. And, and dude, I'm sorry to interrupt you here, but actually, I, I end up picking up albums uh or just listening to albums at random times, you know, uh, you know, because the new Kanye came out basically like a year ago or, or months ago, earlier on in the year, and I've listened to that new, you know, Wife of Pablo album, and it has a lot of intro introspective stuff on there. Like he has a song called FML, "Fuck My Wife," 
and it's got a lot of those same vibes. I think a lot of great artists have depression. They they, they have all these crazy thoughts. But back to what you were saying. Well, maybe he, he gets it out in his music because I don't listen to his music. Yeah. And whenever I see him speak or tweet, it's nonsense. I just don't want to be completely dismissive. And that's what put me in check at that point where I'm just... I hate. I'm hating this guy. I'm like, wait a minute. He's a real person too. Yeah. And you see a lot of that. We've spoken about that with, with internet trolls, especially when Guns N' Roses, uh, when Axel brought out that Donald Trump pinata in Mexico City, and just looking at the GNR. It wasn't even one of our the forums that we follow. Uh, it wasn't my GNR forum. It wasn't on that GNR fan spot, I believe, on Facebook. It was just their main Facebook page and just the hate on there and the spew. And usually when people hate on Axel, they put an E in there somewhere. Oh, that just grinds my gear so much. I got so mad. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, but for but that's what I, I, I try to take in. And that's why I defended Axel for so long. Just knowing because I'm like, I have a lot of stuff. Even before I knew what a lot of that stuff was. Yeah. I don't know what he's doing. Like, do you like? Was he spending ten years of his life, or seven, or seventeen, or whatever, all of it making Chinese democracy? Or is there a lot of other stuff going on? Yeah, I I'm can't sure. imagine he was in the studio every single day. No, yeah, I, I just but, can't but also, that. Well, also, you have to live life to write those lyrics. Like, putting out great songs is a product of your experiences and writing about those experiences. If you're in the studio, you're not going to have anything to write about. And if that I was all you were doing. That's what blew me away when I eventually digested Chinese democracy. And I think that's the appropriate word. It took me three listens. I'll never forget the first time I heard that, the opening, uh, the, the Spanish guitars of uh, If the World. Yeah. And it's like falsetto or in a porno music uh, beat. And I literally said out loud. What the fuck is this? See, I didn't feel that way about that album. I, I love that album from the very beginning. But now, well, from the beginning, now I love it. You know, uh, Scraped, I can live without uh, Riyadh and the Bedouins, and I know that's part of our intro. I love every song. I really do. I love. Well, why don't you marry them? Be more funny! <laughs> all right. They're not all winners, folks. Um, so actually, uh, if we could get back to... Um, you, you know, these songs from Usual Illusion, both the albums, Estranged and November Rain. What made me think of this is actually how just everybody gravitates towards those videos. And you look up the list of uh, the most expensive videos of all time, and Estranged and November Rain are both still on there. And there's no one, even if you're not a Guns N' Roses fan, who doesn't like these videos or love these videos. And uh, the crazy examples that I had recently where I work at, you know, I work at Sirius XM and Usher, of all people, was in the Shade 45 studio. And they usually have, uh, it's now MTV Classic, but VH1 Classic up on there. Yeah, I remember that was a great channel. And yeah. now they play reruns of The Hills. So right. while Usher was in there being interviewed... Up on the big screen in the Shade 45 studio, you know, big rap channel, is uh, Estranged, the video for Estranged. And I notice everybody's watching it and into it, and I even hear some people outside the studio being like, yo, you remember this video? You remember Axel, you know, uh, going into the ocean and everything? And uh, then, actually, the other day, I'm leaving my house, my apartment, and I, I will say this fully disclosed, uh, don't, you know, don't do anything about it. But uh, so <laughs> next, okay. well, you'll hear why, where I'm coming from. The house next to me is, I, I'm pretty damn sure, full of illegal immigrants. <laughs> okay. uh, and they're watching TV 
and I see the Estrange video on. And it's not like they're flipping through the channels. Like, they're into this video. And, like, I think all walks of life, if this video is on, you don't turn it off because it's just so it's so over the top in how much they spent on both these videos. Well, and they got a lot of flack for the Estrange because of the Dolphins, and this is a, a real departure from the nitty-gritty, dirty yes. band that they were. They- and it's such a focus on Axel. It's such a focus on this one guy. Well, do you want to... Let's play this... uh, It's a little bit longer uh, clip about Axel talking about that video. And something he mentions towards the end, which I... As another look into this this man that we call Axel Rose. I don't necessarily know of anyone who's made a video like this. You know, showing... You know, their own emotional destruction and their process of transcending that. That's another thing about this video. It's also communication with Dylan. It's um, someone that I'm not allowed to communicate with and someone who feels that I abandoned him. told one thing and shown another and uh, you know Dylan is robbed of certain things that he likes and I am also and just trying to transcend that and deal with that and so making a video of like what's really going on and trying to show it I know a lot of the the big Guns N' Roses fans know who Dylan is it, it, it took me. A I didn't, to be honest. I didn't either. I thought maybe he was a big uh, 90210 fan. <laughs> uh, you, you like that one? Yes. Huh? Uh-huh. That's so funny. The last time I heard that, I laughed so hard I fell off my dinosaur. I added more clips. Step brothers. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, so Dylan is Stephanie Seymour's son, and of course that was his um, his ex wife, and that was the the woman in the November Rain video. And I had no idea he felt so much pain over somebody that was going to be his stepson. And I I keep thinking, like, this is somebody who just wanted a family, who came up in this really destructive family. And, I mean, of course, you hear all the rumors about spousal abuse, what's true, what's not true. But whatever it is, this is somebody who developed love for somebody that was not even his child. And I didn't even know that. He goes on to explain in that, in, um, that clip how if that that scene in the in the kid's bedroom in Estranged was a mock of Dylan's bedroom, so it's just it's interesting how he's using that video to communicate to this kid. I mean that's just like whoa, yeah. Like how often does that happen even today? The, the video like what purpose are videos made with today other than just promotion? Yeah, I mean that's that's other than and this is why I like her so much and that's Lady Gaga she seems to really have a, a good message and a real vision with every video yes there are parts where she bathes herself in Cheerios and milk which is probably no rhyme or reason other than the fact that she has an awesome body oh hell yeah <laughs> you need to be alright you gonna be alright <laughs> <Show-wing. laughs> I, I had fun what do you want from me I, I added some new toys uh, for these past few episodes so um that, I think, as I mentioned, I got, went through a November rain period of my life where and that was a long period. I mean, so that's something you deal with every day, mental health issues. Yeah. But I'd like to think I got through the darkest times of it. Uh, but now with the strength, it's like, okay, I'm aware of it. What's going on? And it's interesting he's communicating his message through music and what 
now what do the songs in Chinese democracy mean? Like when they started touring, uh, when they started playing Sorry shows here and there, it's like, didn't we think that was about Slash? So yeah. I want to know the meanings to these songs. And I think that's where we're at now is to see where 2017, we knew it's going to be another year of Guns N' Roses, which I can't believe that we're saying. But I want to know what else is going to come out. I want to know the meaning behind prostitute. Because I look at that more so than this I love. I mean, maybe it is this I love with the, the lyrics because it seems like he really is talking about Stephanie or someone. But prostitute, that opus at the end of it. I love that song too. And that's that's another epic. I wish they could play that. I wish they, have they played it live? If they have, I haven't seen it. I, um, I think I, they did in Vegas. I think they did once in Vegas before the reunion. Okay. I believe. All right. Once that's, or twice, yeah. So those are the meetings. I want to know the evolution. Because I think that's where a lot of people have been surprised by Axel, where if you look at what happened last night as we're recording this with Mariah Carey, she's had this diva quality always about her, yeah. and she didn't let down last night. I mean, in the end, who gives a shit? And that's what it is. I mean, there, yeah. you know who doesn't care about Mariah Carey? The kids in Africa with AIDS. I mean, it's all about priorities. Uh, but with Axel, it's like something changed. What changed? And... You notice all the epic songs, though, like the songs that you're like, man, that is epic. They're written by Axel. Like the, those two songs in particular, and then and then uh, Prostitute, like he writes the epic songs. And, and I always argue that Axel is the most important ingredient to this group. Um, you know, obviously, I mean, he toured without the guy, other guys as Guns N' Roses and made it work. I think he made it work. Um, well, he made it work musically. I mean, Chinese Democracy was a success but not to what people perceived or, or sure they they thought it should be given the amount of time that it took i so, well I, I like look i can only judge my like with my own ears and i but you're, it. you gotta take you know compartmentalize it and step back and be like what did this do other than my personal feelings yeah you know we also not just to our guns and roses nerd uh listeners we want to identify with everybody yeah because everyone knows the Guns N' Roses song. Everybody knows who Guns N' Roses is. And everyone has these emotions. And that's what's been very difficult for me. Because you're into a lot of the newer bands than I am. More of them. Uh, I'm not, not so Or more much, genres. Though. I mean, you know me. I Yeah, more genres, I guess. But, like, the, I love 80s hair metal. That's my favorite stuff. And uh, so, I no, I'm not, I'm not that up on new rock or, you know, even new hip-hop. Because you hear me talk about Kanye West. But, like, he's been around a long time yeah, yeah, at this point. Right. He's not new. So, I, I don't know. But... So, uh, yeah, I just think Axel writes the most epic songs. And here's uh, the point I was going to make, like, and why these songs are so important to me, is that I think if this band had a different lead singer, if it was Guns N' Roses, it was Duff McKagan, Izzy, and uh, Slash, and Steven, and someone else as a front man, um, after Appetite for Destruction, which is like a, you know, Marshall Stack amps in the face, you know, the hard rock, like, ballsy... Sex, drugs, rock and roll—that's what that album is. I, I don't. I think without that Axel uh, ingredient to the group, I think they'd continue to, to be another great hard rock band. But I don't think they'd have these songs that set them apart from everybody. I think without these songs like Estranged and November Rain, they would be another Motley Crue, who I love. Um, and people have even said like the first Faster Pussycat album sounds a lot like Appetite for Destruction. And that even the image was very similar. And they came out of that same scene at the same time. But like Faster Pussycat, 
they they don't have a song that could even compare to a stranger November rain. And no. I love them. So it's like these They're just not that band. Yeah, these are the two songs that set them apart and put them over the top, I think, and made people notice like, wow, this is more than just a hard rock band. This is more than just a band that writes about pussy and <laughs> violence and drugs and you know because that's what appetite for destruction is it's it, it it is it's the soundtrack to like a scene in a time period and th- i think axel was showing on these two particular songs that there's way more to him and way more to this band than uh than what you think of on appetite for destruction it also shows in things that i've learned over the past few years from a therapist there's a healthy way to release emotions yeah and i think that's why i find i i'm like why all of a sudden within the past like couple years am i obsessed with horror movies i have seen like easily 100 horror movies over the past like year and my therapist goes it's just a good way to get out the anger and frustration i'm like Oh, so I'm not a sociopath serial killer? That's that's positive. It's great. So Axel's showing these healthy ways to do it in such a climate where everyone is so angry at each other that there is such a healthy way to get it out there. And there's such, you know, having worked in terrestrial radio the majority of my career, that you just listen to some of these, these lyrics, especially that's why I can't get into t- in today's hip hop. It's just about look what I got. Look at all the money I make. Look at the cars I drive. You will be surprised that there's there's some stuff in the new Kanye I'm that sh- I was like, wow, this is deep. I like it. I'm sure there is, and I'm not going to make a sweeping statement like, you know, rap is crap. Can't yeah. spell crap without rap. I'm not going to do it, that It's so stuff. stupid when people say that, though, because- like, Unless it's most, My World. That's a bad e- song. Even if they're a rock fan- uh, I wouldn't call My World a rap, but like even if people are strictly uh, a rock I, fan- I don't know what it is. All, most of your idols, like in music, listen to hip hop. They listen to all different stuff, you know. So. Actually, used to come out with the uh, the NWA hat. Yeah, dude, they all love. And it was all so that funny. Stuff. One of the interview clips that we just played, Axel was wearing a, a Nirvana cap. Yeah, and which actually, is funny. And, and a Chili Peppers T-shirt. So I mean, you know, isn't there also a video of them burning a Nirvana hat on stage? I remember seeing that someone posted it on my GNR forum. Could have been part of the show prep. I have no idea. Yeah. (laughs) I have no idea. Yeah. Uh, It's possible. There's a lot of things that I think we're as big of fans uh, as we are. There are things that we're still discovering and finding out. Just like I said with that clip, I can't believe how much I I identify. I I identify so much with Axel. I never thought suicide would be a part of it. I mean, I have no idea how far he has taken it mm-hmm. but uh the fact that the thought is very is is serious but it's not surprising i feel like with axel because of the stuff that he's written the stuff he's written comes from a lot of it comes from very sad be, and you, you could be depressed what i've learned is the difference between, between being sad and depressed and like actual depression yeah but i feel like those songs are so they're so deep that there's something there there's something deeper it, there it could be know? just as intellectual but obviously there's something wrong the way, i mean at least there was with how angry he would get oh yeah exactly and the storming off stage and all that i i never thought like it was you know the way people think oh it's like a temper tantrum like no i think there's there's uh help mental health issues there yeah and i think that's what's helping me somewhat live in today's musical climate with the Biebers and the Kanye's, the people who do throw in, in Mariah Carey last night, some sort of issue. It's like, there's something else going on. These are people, and it's happens, you know, I know it's happened to you uh, with people uh, leaving messages on uh, soft rep. It's happened to me with radio stations that I've worked on. People who have no idea about you other than what you say into a microphone, whether it's musically or, or radio or whatever, and they make this sweeping statement about you. 
oh, you suck. You're an idiot. You're an asshole. You're this. The weirdest thing I ever heard, and I always think about this, is someone once wrote a review that was like, you know, the the civilian guy on the podcast, Safra, like talks way too much. He's a civilian, and yet he acts like he was in like a top tier unit of special operations. And I've heard other things where people are like, they'll say, Ian says like and um and all that way too much. And I'll go, you know what? That's constructive criticism. That's, and and I'll actually, yeah. I'm my biggest critic, so I notice all that stuff. Me too. But I'm when I heard like. that particular comment that I act like I'm in a tier one unit, I, my response: Where the fuck are you getting this from? I'm not like that at all, man. You're not Brian Williams. You're not Hillary yeah, Clinton I don't lying think, about I, stuff. I never think of myself as being anything important. I'm a pretty humble, dude. So that that was funny to me. But yeah, no, I know what you mean. Like, and it, yeah, it does get to you because you're putting part of your life out on the air. You're you're expressing part of yourself. And uh, it's a lot. Yeah, and, and, it doesn't mean that I just want positive feedback. But yeah, it could weigh on you emotionally. I, the, the two of the funniest that I got, uh, I was doing this morning show with this guy who was married to a Jewish girl. And if you haven't know- Always comes up every podcast. Uh, what do you want from Good me? Good job, Jew. Sorry, Jesus. <laughs> uh, that he's married to a Jewish woman, and my first thing was like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Just choking around. I mean, I have a Jewish mother, Jewish grandparents, you know, kind of like, hey, you know. And then I got a, somebody emailed my program director being like, you have an anti-Semite on the radio. I'm like, I'm a Jew, you piece of garbage. Yeah. And another one was recent. Uh, that they it was a picture of me and you know I have I have tattoos on my arms and so it was in all caps you know they're a Mensa member when they write their their yeah. <laughs> in all caps their comment all caps uh, was that your tattoos don't make you cool <laughs> I'm like, what a fucking ass that, yeah. I, I, all I could do was just laugh at that comment yes I got tattoos to be cool man <laughs> sorry dude just yeah uh, so. I mean, I can only imagine the amount of shit that Axel's gotten over the years and uh, the fact that he's he's still doing it and, and whatever happened between him and Slash is behind it. And it's just awesome that they're playing. Of course, they're going to play November Rain, yeah. uh, but the Strange is brought back into it. And what you say? They hadn't played it in a while, but yeah, DJ they, Ash or Bumblefoot a few I years think ago? Bumblefoot played it for the first time in like 14 years. I think it was Rock and Rio or something. I'm sure people at my GNR forum and the GNR Truth uh, – Oh, oh, no, it's the Not In This Lifetime Facebook uh, group. That we follow, you sure? Yeah, yeah, I, they'll, they'll Say hi to us, by the way, whenever we come. Yeah, we're real people. They'll, um, they'll correct me if I'm wrong. I think it was like Rock and Rio, though, and I think it was um, like 14 years since they played it. So that actually makes, it always made me wonder, You're not going to quote the song that time? What? 14 years? Oh, yeah, yeah, That's usually your— I think it was, ar- it was around that, but it, um, so— what I was wondering is this: November Rain has always been a part of the Guns N' Roses set. Always, it's been always been a staple, um, and one of the first songs they ever wrote even yeah, before they were GNR. It made me wonder why was a strange taken out of that set? Why wasn't it a staple in their set until relatively recently, um, like the end of of the Axel and Friends, if you will, lineup, and now this current lineup? Is it because the song was too emotional for them? Like, I'm sure it wasn't that fans didn't want to hear it. I, I really always wondered, you know. So when they brought that back, I actually think when I saw Guns N' Roses with you at Roseland and they were playing a strange, really, like, yes, because I don't <laughs> think we ever saw it. Li- well, I saw it live in New Jersey, but the times before that that we saw them, they weren't playing it. So it was like this big event. And I remember even there were people in the uh, 
my GNR forum saying when they start playing estranged, one of us should uh, have like a blow up uh, dolphin to pass around <laughs> in the audience. And someone actually did it. There's a video on YouTube of someone like passing around a dolphin. Well, that's brilliant. But security takes it at oh, a certain boo. point. Yeah. But, um, Thanks, Obama. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like. I, I don't get why that wasn't a staple of their set. This I really want to know. This other, this clip might show a little bit into it, because right now I'm just thinking, it, it's not going to be the same reason, but why Pearl Jam didn't play Black for a while. I think it was because it was too emotional for, for Eddie to want to play it. So here's uh, Slash and Axel uh, talking about the uh, estranged, I guess, arrangement. When it was done and recorded, I was like, Axe, okay, I get credit on this for the guitar stuff. Because <laughs> it was like, a, you know, a... a a big part that went on top of, of what he'd already wrote. And I was, I was pretty proud of it because it's hard to write to somebody else's music. I really was sincere about thanking him for doing that. Um, and the work that he did on this song is really special and really special to me. And I was very appreciative of him doing that. You see how happy they sounded? Why did they break up? But I'm wondering if it was it the slash tied to it that he really did have an impact to the song. And, why, and I was going to say also... No matter how much he says he appreciates it, if you look at the liner notes, that song still says it is solely written by Axl Rose. Right. So I could, you know, there could be a little bit, Slash could be a little pissed off there that why isn't it Rose, uh, you know, Slash? That could be, there's, there's a lot of different elements to it. I think a lot of people do feel that way, though, with what you're just saying, because they weren't playing Coma and people feel like Coma is Slash's baby. Like, you don't play that without Slash. And I believe I did uh, watch an interview with Axel. It might have been that one that he did with Duff on Brazilian TV that he did it kind of as, like a, as a favor to Slash because he knows how much he likes that song. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it, it's I, I, that's what I like. These are all, it's not just a song. I think that's what what we're trying to get to. They're not just songs. And they're not just videos. And I think you'll never replicate these videos because... The, these videos are from a time where people would stay up to watch the premiere on MTV and see Guns N' Roses as a new music video. I got to see this. Like, I don't remember those in particular, but I remember when Michael Jackson put out um, Scream with Janet Jackson. Is and that now the most expensive video ever made? Is I'd it? have to check. It's up there. Yeah. There's, there is a list. But um, So I remember when he did put that out w with his sister it was a big thing on MTV. They were like, at this time, on this day, we're going to release the new Michael Jackson video, and it was a big event. And you'll, you're never going to replicate that in 2017 because we watch videos on YouTube, and it's just it's not the same, man. Just like you don't line up at CD stores anymore for the new Guns N' Roses album, you know. So I, I see you have the list there from uh, most expensive videos of all time, and let's, uh, let's get into that. It is, uh, as I, I'll turn this microphone this way. No, you're right. It's uh, Michael Jackson and Janet Scream. Well, yeah, you well you said it, so you're correct. I, oh, I so, thought you were right, though. All right, yeah. so good job, me. <laughs> I can't believe the next three. Like you, you got to be out of control. Then we get we get, we will get to some GNR. Yeah, the next three are all by Madonna. I I mean I don't know any of the. I mean I know I remember the Express Yourself video, of course. But Die Another Day. I, I remember Die Another Day. Bedtime Story. Yes, I remember that too. Was that the uh, the one with the Matador? Well, the song was called Bedtime Story. I don't. Remember. Was the song called Take a Bow? Where you're looking at? Oh yeah, it was I, Take a Bow, right? Well, this one it says Bedtime Story. Wikipedia is always I, right. I think Bedtime Story was the album. It says the song was too. It's a song title. I'd have to hear it again. I think I might know it. I. Uh, but when we got Michael Jackson's Black or White, 
Yeah, that was great. And that also, at the time, it was revolutionary. Do you remember at the end of the video where people are morphing into different people? Do you oh yeah, that where they're they're nodding their head. Where it, and the now you could goes, do that with Snapchat. Yeah, like a super little. But filter. the part where it does like it's black, it's, it's white. white. I'm not gonna spend my life being a color. Yeah, you see like the it's way Tumbo better than what you and, could do on Snapchat though. It's it's it was pretty. It was really well I'm done. Not, but you know what I no, mean? No, I do. I do. But that like, we I, had the technology to do those kind of things in sure. the palm of our hand, and at that time, you know, even in, at uh, that time though, it was like holy shit, this is amazing. Uh, great video too. I love Michael Jackson. So the one after that. So we're gonna go screams number one. Uh, Madonna's the next three, and then Michael Jackson again. So that's the top five. Number six is Estranged, and it cost uh, the production value was four million dollars, which today is probably more like eight million dollars. Yeah, they said with the inflation adjustment, whatever that means. I'm not uh, a math guy. Uh, almost seven million. So that's what it would cost today. Yeah, I mean, and that, I'm trying to think. And then where's, uh, is, uh, November Rain? Da, 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 stall him, Ian. I, yeah, I, well, I know November Rain it's, is it's, on there. It's down there. November Rain uh, costs about a million six. See, I wonder how the— re- almost 2.3 with, uh, I guess, the upcharge or whatever you I wonder how the record label felt about that because November Rain was a massive hit. They probably um, had no problem with uh, putting that money up front for that video with how big it became. But estranged is more of like a cult classic among GNR fans. It, it is. Was, it, it wasn't is. a man. You'll never. You don't hear estranged on you know our big classic rock station Q one hundred four. I may have heard estranged on the radio in general of the places I've lived, whether it's New York or Boston or just travels. It's crazy also to think those songs two times, three times, maybe. Yeah. I mean, those remember songs, Rain still played. Yeah. Crazy. But those songs, if they were put out today would not be hits. That's a crazy thing to think. There's no song because of that the, length. The that, length you yeah. were just about to say, which, you know, for us guys usually may or may not be a problem. Ask me about my wiener! But for songs, <laughs> it's, a, it's a problem. And I think that was part of it. I, I believe, in, in the, I don't know if we played that specific clip, but the original demo of November Rain, at least the piano, was 20 minutes. You know, there's a reason why you don't hear Indigata DeVita anymore, unless it's on, like, some sort of, like, July 4th barbecue countdown, top 400 country rock songs of all time. <laughs> Indigata DeVita, Iron Butterfly. Who Slayer covered. Did they really? Oh, yeah, you gotta hear it. It's great. I love how the first time I ever heard Iron Butterfly was on The Simpsons. Oh, really? I remember uh, that episode. They, they switched lyrics. Yeah. Uh, and which... Again, the Simpsons did. It. Simpsons did it. Simpsons did it, did it first recently. Your boy Tupac, uh, <laughs> my boy. <laughs> they they uh, some church uh, printed lyrics to uh, Hail Mary, right? Yep. <laughs> Which like, is you know how do you the, print that on like nice gospel paper? But especially, but it has Hail, the N word in it. And, yeah, Hail Mary, way worse than it, and it got to be. Oh I yeah. Mean, the first line of the song is "I ain't a killer, but don't push me." Revenge is like the sweetest joy next to getting pussy. I know. Like you're gonna put that in. <laughs> They printed it out like on this nice paper. It wasn't like, oh, I printed these lyrics by accident and you printed it off like a Wikipedia or, or some lyric website. They had it on their church like yeah. bulletin. Oh, I'm like, what? <laughs> so, but you're absolutely right. And it's interesting that I wasn't into Estranged as much as I guess you were. For me, I remember going. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I, I got to ask this. We, we I know we do this yes, interrupting real. thing, but no, no, no. This is what I have to ask because before I forget. Which is the better video? That's a good talk shit. Um, which is the better video? I think for me, just uh, November Rain just has 
more of the emotional connection with me. But I guess, strange, you could see it's November rain on steroids. And I always say Chinese democracy is like if you combine the illusions and it's that on steroids. Yeah. So it's a step up. So if you're going to say if it was the first time I was hearing both songs and what's the better video, November Rain's less to, to digest, I guess. The first time you see a strange, you should be like, well, what the hell is going on? Which a lot of people felt anyway. But I, for, it was just I really didn't get this in, in depth with rock and all these feelings until I was older. So I really knew what these things were. So for a while, Estranged wasn't it for me. I, I enjoyed it, but it was like November rain, November rain. But oh, I, I love them both. I mean. But it took me a bit. I remember uh, it was the first time I bought my first Guns N' Roses record. I, I knew I knew Guns N' Roses. I just didn't have a big album collection. You know, this is, I think, when our society was slowly going from uh, uh, cassette to uh, CD. So I wanted to know what Guns N' Roses CD because I finally got my first CD player. I asked my friends, I'm like, I want to get Guns N' Roses records. So what should I get? Like, give me some songs. What do you want to hear? Of course, 90% of them are off Appetite. And I'm like, I remember Rain and this. So they tell me to get Appetite. So that was my first record. I obviously have all of them now. And I think as I got older and those lyrics, like the one you mentioned before, as I got closer to 28, I identified with that. Yeah. Like, like growing up, you identify with Blink-182, you know, when he mentions 23 and uh, what's my age again. It's like, it's 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 interesting how just a certain lyric or time stamp or age stamp makes you connect. So now I'm 33, here are strange, I'm only 28. I'm like, oh, I remember when I was 28. <laughs> and there are people laughing at yeah. us right now. Probably, oh, I remember when I was in our 30s, and, and, you pieces of crap. But when you, when you hear it, are you like, man, when I was 28 or, or even now, I can never write this masterpiece of a song. I can like, write this masterpiece, or I'm like, I've never, I, I didn't have that type of love when I was 28. Yeah. So wait, purely video. Are you saying November Rain is the better video? Um, what do I want to say about the video? I guess if you had a say the better video, estranged. Yeah. But for me personally, what I like, just because I still I can visualize the November Rain video better, especially at the end with the. The, the the party just going uh, awry with the rain and just him hanging over the the, the 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 casket with the rain that actually was a going back to my emo roots but knowing how Guns N' Roses was always tied into it uh, there was back before gifs or gifs were a big thing uh, my live journal icon was an animated axle that that clip at the end of the video was the rain falling down. That okay. was that was my live journal icon. Yeah. Do you remember what live journal was? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Of course. And I remember Zanga. That's similar. Uh, yeah, so that's what I uh I guess I identify more with sorry I have a hairball. Uh that's why I identify with more. But I guess I mean, at money talks, the strange is, is is up there. I mean I remember Ricky Rackman really going oh, hard on him. Uh, when they start introducing the dolphins, and that's when they supposedly jumped, maybe not the shark, but the dolphin See, uh, as a band. I, I love both the videos so much. They're both so great. And in my head, when I asked this question, I was originally going to say estranged, and I was thinking of because I love... I love everything about the video, but I love that it also incorporates the live shot of them in the stadium, you know, Axel in the uh, Charles Manson shirt. Sure. Where, uh, you know, and the slow motion, it's just like a very emotional part. And, and like, to me, it shows the pinnacle of this group at the height of their success. But then I was thinking about in November Rain, I equally love uh, Slash Outside the Church doing the solo with the that's helicopters flying over. Like, that's an amazing shot. An iconic. Yeah. Just 
think about that with music videos and iconic not just videos, but scenes. That is an iconic scene within the actual video. You're going to remember Thriller. People that are scoring touchdowns as we record this on a Sunday, well, I think Odell Beckham does this. For, uh, you a Giants fan, by the way? I don't, I don't watch football all right, at all. So uh, one day you'll turn into a man. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, Odell Beckham, the wide receiver for the New York Giants, he'll do the Thriller dance. Nice. So, I mean, these are things that are still iconic. You know, uh, the Vogue had a vogue, yeah. but slash outside that church in the middle of nowhere, I believe they had to fly in that church too. And what they didn't just find okay. it. Uh, it's just, it's an icon of rock and, and the music video itself. And now it's it's very hard for a video to go viral unless you're somebody like OK Go, where you do something really that's uh, unconventional. I don't know. Well, if and saw- back then, you didn't go viral. Just MTV played it a lot. There was no such thing as going viral. <laughs> so it, it was just a different, totally different atmosphere. It was just going viral is, I guess, the equivalent to back then was that MTV just played your stuff constantly. And, you know, I, it, was, it was a different time period. Like now we get to decide what the big thing is, but it just doesn't have the same impact. You know, there everybody's wa- listening to and watching their own stuff. So there's. It, it, in the early 90s, everybody saw the November Rain video, and everybody saw... Well, I think the Strange video wasn't played quite as much, but everybody... Even today, everybody's seen the November Rain video. I think that's at least our age range. Yeah, and I still think, and as we discussed, Axel and Slash are iconic, uh, not just musically, but visually, and just uh, as the people who they were. You know, they if, if they had died in 2016, they would be in uproar, just like with everybody else. Uh but for me, also, and I, I realize that's a crutch of mine. I always say for me, so I got to stop doing <laughs> that. So I also acknowledge my crutches. We all do. Is I, that I, I, I love uh, Garden of Eden, and that's just a simple fisheye lens shot. Yeah. And that's just a very simple. I can't think of a, of a better, uh, more appropriate word f- for that. So it's not the the overdoing, going crazy. You have to jump off uh, an aircraft carrier and swim with dolphins. You can just have uh, Teddy Zigzag rock, rocking out in the background. I don't care. I enjoy all of it. I like the spectrum of it because I'm the same way. That's why I've always identified with this band. But that's why I also, we all were, as uh, Guns N' Roses fans, we were hoping for that better video. What is the new Axl Rose going to do with the video in today's world? You know, you can see what Metallica did with it as they released a video for every single one of their songs off their new record. I haven't watched them all. I've only watched two of them, I think. I've watched I guess a few of them, but not you know, some of them are great. Some of them are just generic videos. But what would Axel Rose do yeah. with the videos? I thought uh Velvet Revolver did some cool video. I saw the uh videos. I thought the video for a Dirty Little Thing, which was cartoon, but it was cool. Um what what they can do with it. And I think November Rain, why for for me, uh set the bar for everything and why I can't it's just the pinnacle of everything. So my inspiration for my, for my first tattoo is that you can set the bar for everything of a bar that may not even exist anymore to be able to write a, a long and, and epic song. But Tal can get away with it, you know, writing the six, seven-minute songs in their last record. Because unfortunately, radio doesn't play it too much. Mm-hmm. I mean, their longer songs in the past have been around for so while, they can play it. That's why you can still play Won't Get Fooled Again. You can still play these longer classic rock songs because they're classic rock. It's fine. This album also was not made for radio, the new Metallica. No, it's not. But you know, Because like, they could have put out a song that would be played on radio, I think, but they just chose not to. No. 
No, and that's the, they were always that kind of band, and I think that's what gained them their initial following. They back were, in the well, days. they were, except you know, like the Load era, you know, like Hero of the Day. That was definitely a song made for radio. Oh, I think. well, they their first video, I believe, was for one. And that was still a hard song, like well, towards the end at least. Mm-hmm. But I remember, I think it was an interview with uh, James Hetfield during uh, when VH1 uh, they had the behind the music saying that he remembered a fan going up to him and spitting on him because it's like they sold out because they made a video. And I think uh, they had like a live video for Fade to Black, but it wasn't like uh, you know. Full and I don't even consider those video. like videos. Those are just I use that as a, a visual promotional tool. Yeah. For it, so with these. And just where Axel has progressed, you have this epic video in November Rain. You have this epic video times two in Strange. What's next? They're not going to make a video for Chinese democracy at this point. No. Even though, oh, that, do you remember the the uh, interview Axel did with Eddie Trunk? Oh, there, I mean, there were a couple. Like, which one? That he, metal show? On no, yeah, that metal show. And it was, yeah, that's true. That metal show. And it was the one that DJ Ashba was there. Yeah, we barely spoke. <laughs> yeah, they could. You could tell Axel just wanted DJ Ashba there, and they're like, eh, "Fine." Yeah, and they. I think they asked him like one question. But uh, just be my swing buddy. <laughs> the the strange thing about that interview is that interview was many years after Chinese Democracy came out, and Eddie asked him something about um, videos for Chinese Democracy, like why didn't these come out? You know. And Axel was like, "Yeah, I was just waiting to feel out how the audience would like these songs, but." The, he he made it sound like the videos were coming, and it was like like five years after the fact or whatever. You're gonna put out a music video. They are so rumors. Axel's Axel's yeah. mind just works kind of. It doesn't work like ours. No, the, no, it doesn't. Yeah. That we can certainly agree upon. But I wouldn't. Hey, if they put I want to put out a video for anything, I'm not gonna complain. I remember going on my GNR forum daily because we thought we were gonna get the better video. Yeah, like it's coming out this Tuesday. It's coming out then, and obviously it never came out. There's some really good fan videos out there. Uh, yeah, that are, cool. that I think are worth checking out, but it's just this is the song I want to play something on another club uh, slash talk. Yeah, I was gonna about. say go for it because I don't know if you realize this. I took you completely off track. I don't know you were gonna say something and then I, I was like, "Strange versus November Rain," which do you like better? So I I, I took you off track. That's, I apologize. It, it doesn't take much. I took my medication today, so it's enough. My when fault. when uh, guns have been together. Oh, before we go into this, this was because uh, it's an interesting. Um, Peace towards the end, I, I find funny in what Slash says. But the main crux of it, Slash was asked uh, about November Rain, and this was maybe like five years ago or so. This is a, a Guitar Center kind of uh, interview in one of their stores, so that's what this is. When, when uh, Guns had been together for a while, Axel had this piano music that uh, he'd been working on. And it was this, I think it was like, over 10 minute epic on piano and uh, at one point we went into Sound City and started doing some demos for Appetite with uh, Manny Charleston from from Nazareth, he was going to produce it oh, yeah. and so we did all the songs that we had up to that point and then Axel started playing November Rain and I remember um, the way the song spoke to me, the guitar parts just came natural, and we did a, a rough version of that song, albeit 20 minutes long, but uh, a rough version of that song, and then didn't come back around to doing like it to hear that. Uh, yeah. on record until we did the Use Your Illusions record some four years later or something like that. And uh, uh, after all that time, the song still spoke the same way, and those, that solo was pretty much note for note the same from the first time I played it to the time we recorded it. This is where it gets weird. 
I don't know what they want. <laughs> oh, shit, I'm not going to play it. I'd embarrass myself. <laughs> I haven't played that song in a long time. Can you imagine that? Yeah. I haven't played this song in a long time, talking about November Rain. Somebody we, we were talking about, we identify playing the solo outside the church. I joke, one of my friends was making fun of me when I we, uh, finally got to see them. He was like, are you going to cry when Slash gets on top of the piano and starts rocking out to November Rain? I think I said that. I think too. as I was saying that, I'm like, didn't you say that? I was like yeah. thinking to myself, I think you said that in a yeah. previous podcast. No, I ain't cry. <laughs> um, well, yeah, but he didn't hop on the piano. I know he didn't. I probably would have cried. Um, but it's just... The emotional attachment that both of these bands, or both of these guys have, Axel and Slash, one lyrically, one, that those are his lyrics. Yeah. Those solos are his lyrics. And that's something, another thing that I take away from this band, where, with Metallica, where are the solos? You know, we, I think we discussed, there's nothing about Kirk's solos, at least on the last record, that really started out to me. What Slash does, you know, I'm listening to his solo stuff, I'm listening to stuff with Velvet, stands out. Listen to stuff on Chinese Democracy with Axel, without slash for whatever reason a lot of the lyrics just stick out and stand out and you identify with it and this is just a healthy release a healthy release yeah and it's just, uh for such an unhealthy band <laughs> it's just insane what's crazy about that clip too is to think that they had these songs or at least rough drafts of these songs in the can prior to usual illusions and in some cases I, I've seen illusions, as in both albums, I should say. Usual illusion one and two. I know what you mean. And, we uh, all know. And they had it in the can, yeah, during like the Appetite for Destruction era, in some cases before Appetite for Destruction was done. So I guess that, like, I think Axel in particular had this uh, grand plan in his head of like, hey, we're going to put out this album that's hard rocking, that's, uh, as I said, amps in the face. And it's going to get people on board. And then we're going to show them, hey, we're deeper than this. We can do more than just this. So I think like, I, I think there was a method to the madness in, in that sense. I was looking to see the band's reaction to some of these deaths that we had last year. Because a lot of them, we mentioned before, Duff with Prince. And you mentioned the piano thing. I think there's a lot of Elton John influence. Uh, I know that's not right. a death. But right, but I, but I mean, I was going to jump off that, and you mentioned, uh, or uh, not you mentioned, but uh, George Michael, how he passed away. And Axel, who he tweets about important things, you know, like Taco Bell, uh, he put out a, a rip George. So it's the, the people who are dying who may not be in the rock world or in the, in the hard rock world, who these guys are acknowledging, who influenced the, the style of writing that these guys are putting out there. That's why November Rain, it's always going to be the top for me, especially after hearing. And I, I found this club after we decided we were going to do this episode. I'm like, wow, there's some sort of subconscious attachment that I had to this song. That's insane to me. And now it's so weird, too, after hearing those clips about Estranged, as I've gotten older, I find myself listening to Estranged more. It's, it's very weird how that's worked out because that's how it worked out for him. Yeah. So I want to know what the third is is technically for him. Because it has to be, whether it's this I love. If if there is. Oh, I would say prostitute. You would say prostitute, yeah. not this I love. No, because I think prostitute is more in the vein of these songs. Yeah. I mean, it could be lyrically too. We could yeah. just want to go back and, and strip and strip it down. Yeah. I mean, either way, I like the I like the direction. I, I'm hoping 2017 brings us new Guns N' Roses music. Yeah, I want to hear it so badly. I, I can't imagine what these guys could do at this age where a lot of bands at this age, we've talked about Motley Crue, 
that last record to yeah. what, Saints of Los Angeles? Was that their last record? Yeah, I like three songs on it, though. But to be fair, it was really written by the guys in 6 a.m., including DJ Ash. But right. it, it was, those guys hate each other. Like, they're pretty open about it at this point. So yeah. I don't think they were able to, like, stay in a studio together and write. But, point. I mean, maybe, maybe, that might not have been the best example, but when you have bands that have come out and put out new music, like Def Leppard put out new music, I could. I don't give a shit. I'm sorry. Yeah. You know, I, I was lucky enough to interview uh, uh, Joel, not Joe Elliott. Uh, my God, I interviewed him too. The guitarist, Phil Collins. Phil Collins, yes, Colin, <laughs> not Phil Collins. Well, always. next time you have him on, I'll be sure to play that clip. I'll isolate what you just thank said. You, <laughs> thank you, thank um, you. That I, I think they're. You know, he was a great dude, yeah. but I just have no interest in hearing new Def Leppard because it's not going to be. There's no growth, and as we grow from age to age as we grow from year to year this band now which was in some sort of limbo state for a long time for decades but there was always some sort of growth i mean you saw it through all with all of them yeah so that's why i like the fact that they're comparable that it's not i mean you could do a, a literal uh, uh, the unforgiven the unforgiven 2 <laughs> the unforgiven 3 you could do that I yeah. thought the Unforgiven Three was awesome, by the way, off Death Magnetic. It's one of my favorite tracks off that record. So you could do that, but the fact that this is so personal to him, and he's talking about—I mean, I don't know what divorce is like. I mean, he's never been married. It's—I it, think it really screwed him up, and I had no idea with his potential stepson how much that screwed him up, and that coming off his past family life. You know, I don't—I don't have that kind of family life, but I can identify with. The feeling of hopelessness and all these things. So uh, that's why it's great that you can have that. You know, well, what did he say in the uh, the live era records? Oh, here's a nice, pretty song about a walk in the park. You know, here if if you want to come in, Harry Carey. Yeah, it's a nice, happy song, kind of like a walk in the park. Uh, sun coming through your window in the morning, and it's a beautiful day, and you've got nothing better to do than commit Harry Carey. So. Oh, you're into that, all right. Uh, and then they can just go into to a, a rockin' tune, like It's Too Easy about banging chicks. Yeah. They, they, they could do it. Because yeah, I don't, I I don't, oh, don't want to live in that. I don't want yeah, to live that's, in that. I never go to a Guns N' Roses show and don't feel cel- celebratory. Um, and that kind of goes into like my love of 80s hair metal. Like It's fun, celebratory music. But yeah, they have the tracks that aren't celebratory. But um, you know, I've become friends with Aaron Lewis from Stained. Great guy. But I've said before, if I were to listen to those songs constantly... I would want to shoot myself. I think, and it's not in a bad way. They're great songs. And actually, the way Aaron sings them are so emotional that they speak to me so much. But I just can't listen to them all the time. It would put me in a bad mood. I think that's what we were talking about before. How, you know, you have random things coming up in your iPod. And I've been listening to a lot more uh, Pandora because I can't hear Chuck Berry or BB King on the radio. But it's still getting my GNR fix and having a lot of these pop punk bands come up. And it's like, wow, I was a really a real emo piece of crap. Like, just, girls are evil. They hurt my feelings, and I just don't identify with that anymore, and I can't listen to that track after track after track like I used to all the time. I can put on, I mean, I can't listen to it anymore, but, like, Dashboard Confessional, like, I just can't listen to Dashboard anymore because I'm just not in that that place. But this is such a mature, I think, uh, way of doing it. Not to say that... Uh, relationship issues aren't mature because clearly he's talking about a relationship here, but it's a, it's on a different level than somebody from like an Atari song. 
I also don't think there'll ever be a a long time period where Guns N' Roses are not in rotation for me because whether, you know, I'm in a appetite mood for a few months or I'm in a Chinese democracy mood, like the, the, it's just, they're, they're so versatile and. I don't know, man. Like, as you but like say, where you are in your life, because I'm talking about like where I am in your life, and you're versatile, and where you matured yeah. or, or not. Where another reason why we became friends, uh, you know, you mentioned how last night you celebrated New Year's Eve by playing Nintendo 64, and uh, what else you were you were doing that you uh, you said just like you're still a killer watching uh, all oh, Ninja Turtles, Ninja Turtle stuff, and, and eating Dominoes. That's what I do. I mean, I cookies. I watch the new Ninja Turtles cartoon, which is phenomenal, by the way. Uh, so I'm, I'm the same. So we still have a core of who we are. Yeah. This band is the, still has their core. They haven't changed. They haven't sold out, yeah. in my opinion. So, but where have you? They've been sold out by doing these packages that are. Uh, what is it like the Paradise City package? Yeah, like you don't even meet the band. Yeah. That, I guess that's another story <laughs> for another episode. You can call that they, selling they, out. They, I guess, sold out. Um, Musically, I guess yeah, they no, haven't. They haven't, and I'm also just screwing around. I mean, I, I'm, well, I'm, I'm a capitalist. I don't care. Well, I've been talking about what they have in like Sugar Ray. Like Sugar Ray used to be like a hardcore heavy metal band. Oh yeah. And next thing they're singing about every morning, and I want to fly, or uh, what, I'm trying to think. Uh, Mar- Maroon Five. They were a hardcore rock band. They were. Yeah, man. I didn't know that. Uh, my buddy saw them. It was called the Vanderbilt out here. Uh, I think in Plainview, and now it's like uh, not terrarium, not terrarium, obviously planetarium or something. Planetarium, if you're a South Park fan, uh, love that episode. <laughs> I'm so glad you get my stupid references. Yeah. Uh, that I, oh, what the, I just lost my fucking train of thought. All right, Maroon Five. Thank you. God damn band. it! Stop doing drugs, kids. <laughs> uh, that he saw Maroon Five uh, at this place before they the were Vanderbilt. Anything. Yeah, yeah, at, at the Vanderbilt. So I mean, that was years ago. So, I mean, there are bands They were that, heavy, though? Yeah. Really? Wow. They were called something different, too. Oh, okay. See, and the thing is, if you listen to Maroon 5 now, I don't even consider it a band. It's basically like- Adam um, Levine. It's Adam Levine's solo project, because there's songs I listen to them where I'm like, where are the drums in this? Because it sounds programmed. I'm like, where where's the guitar riff? It just, it's it sounds like Demi Lovato or something. It's That's something else, too, that is very rare, and I think- I want to see what 2017 brings for rock because there are a lot of guys out there, whether it's the D. Snyders, the Gene Simmonses, uh, talking about the state of rock, where it's at, is it alive, is it changing, is it dead, All, what, whatever opinion you have. Uh, that you'll have a band, you, we mentioned Maroon 5, or we, we can go back a little bit more the rock genre at the time, uh, no doubt, how they just wanted it to be about Gwen Stefani. You know, that was part of the, the, the band's issues at the beginning. With Axel... And you'll look at certain bands where they make it, uh, you know, male front bands. They'll make it about just the lead singer. It's in today. It's so hard to have a group. I mean, it's. I don't like. What do you think about the band uh, Twenty One Pilots? You, I don't know anything by them. I mean, they're all over the radio. Okay. It's, it's just two dudes. They're from Ohio. I think they're a bigger band. It's kind of like a hip-hop, rock kind of thing. I'm sure okay. the majority of the world knows about 21 Pilots. It's just Yeah, see, this is you saying I keep up on stuff. I, I know. don't, man. I well, don't. I don't know. I have, I have younger brothers. You're pre- yeah, but you also work in rock radio. But I don't, or have worked in rock radio. But I, I don't know, like, the names of it. So It's it's either you know the band or you know the members. Mm-hmm. It's it's so... I don't know. Gene promote has that unique of, you know Guns N' Roses, you know Axl Rose, you know Slash, you know what they look like. 
you know things that they've done. Does that do all of those elements exist today for any band? That's what I want. That's what I want to see happen in this new year. Other than Guns N' Roses continuing a successful tour, uh, staying together, hopefully new music, and some sort of rock revolution. Like I want that to happen. I am rock and roll. Uh, that's what I want. As strange as it is, I'm I'm very content going to see like my '80s bands that I love, and uh, they're not always going to be there, like you said. Yeah, I know that is true. Who's the next? Who's the next? That's why uh, you know I, I loved uh, Hailstorm so much. Yeah, that's why I love my my friends, the New York uh, band uh, Midnight Mob. It's like I haven't they're se- good. Yeah, seen a young band that has everything that I feel like Guns N' Roses has, and that doesn't happen anymore. I mean, part of it. Is radio's fault? I'm not going to uh, fault, you know, the uh, the iHeart rock station in the building. Of course not, because it's a. It's classic, also just what's big. It's a I classic mean, rock station. That's what it's for. But some of the younger stations, they just, I don't know, they don't find the right thing, or it's what the fans want. It's just one song and they're out. But bro, it's like so, and uh, you just said bro. Yeah. But. Well, I went to, um, I I went to that. Uh, EDM show because of my friend who's a uh, photographer and he, he photographs for um, I think they're called Seven Lions uh, or he's called Seven Lions so I, I, I went to that in November I think I mentioned it on the podcast and like that is what kids are listening to I had a great time at the show by the way but that's what they're listening to they're listening to and they're going to shows of a guy on a laptop you know and, and these crazy light shows and crazy but I'm not. I'm really not dissing it because I had a great time. It's not necessarily my thing, but the the kids that that would have been listening to rock and roll however many years ago are now listening to EDM, electronic that's dance music. What my, that's what they like. My younger brothers listen to. I mean, I have three, but it's primarily the ones that are uh, 20 and 25 that are listening to the EDM. Uh, to the EDM. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! I am old, and that's what I thought was pretty brilliant. On, on Axel, I mean, assuming it was his decision. Um, I mean, I'm glad that Lenny Kravitz opened when we saw them, but having somebody like Skrillex, Skrillex and um, apparently the, went over good. A lot of the you know, country acts, uh, their shows they're doing in Japan, uh, 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 Baby Metal is opening. I would love to see Baby Metal. So I think that's important. You know, now that the supposed talks of the Skid Row reunion have died down, of course, we've talked about that would be a great tour oh, yeah. to the, the world. But I think it's 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 showing how smart this band is, I think. It's it's saying, hey, you know what? You're going to like our music. Come here. But we're, we're attached to what's going on now. And you see that a lot with Duff. He's always tweeting out pictures of what's on his iPod, and it's all over the place. Yeah, and I, I really like that. Well, what are they listening to? And he's they're also, the same as us. Yeah, and he's he's um up on newer music because of his daughter, who's now doing her own music. He has a, yeah, he's a couple daughters, but one of them is doing music. Yeah, he has an older daughter who's um and, and the cool thing is he's t- I've heard him <coughs> I've heard him talk about it. Like she's playing these small venues in places like Brooklyn. Where you'd see, yeah, and he's going out to see her. So if you go to see his daughter's show, it's possible you'll see Duff McKagan in the crowd. We got to go. His daughter. We got to go. If she, if, if she plays Brooklyn <laughs> just Bowl, for that reason, <laughs> just to perhaps run into Duff. I don't even think they're playing places like Brooklyn Bowl. I think they're playing like really small venues, you know, because she's unestablished right now, um, and she's not getting help from her daddy necessarily. She's doing it on her own. I mean, I'm sure they're helping her a little bit financially, but um. You know, she's not getting like the, you know, they're not opening for Guns N' Roses. They're not right. getting that big push. I think she's just doing her own thing and not trying to make it on her father's merit. And I respect that 
completely. Yeah. And that's why I want to know, now that it's kind of a a family atmosphere in the Guns N' Roses camp, at least with, with Slash and with, with, with Duff and, you know, maybe with uh, Melissa and Frank acting like little kids every now and then, which I enjoy, you know, with some of the stuff that they, they post on their social media. Uh, where's Axel now mentally? And especially going off the November Rain thing. I mean, obviously that's many years ago. Yeah. But I have to imagine that still bothers him. To I some degree, I think you know, he's, he's in his fifties, doesn't he? He's kind of—I mean, not like it's. I'm sure. I know marriage isn't for everybody. Kids are for everybody. But it seems like that's what he wanted. I could be wrong on this, but I think he's also the only member of the band of the of those core guys who's not sober. I like. I think he still drinks. I've seen pictures of him, you know, with the bartending and all that. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he's like a drunk. No, but I think he's still, and you partakes. see him on you see him on stage with like the red solo cup in hand, which yeah. I'm pretty sure he's partaking in an adult beverage. So I think he's the only guy in the band who still drinks and and that type of thing. And I, I, I if I had to guess, and a lot of this is speculation, I think he still goes out and parties, unlike the other members. Yeah, I mean, I know Frank uh, Ferrar has uh, he's always posting pictures with him and his daughter, so I know he has responsibilities. Yeah, uh, Richard Fortas. I mean, I don't know how he takes away. I mean, he just got married, also, by the way. I didn't know that. Uh, Mazel tov to Richard. Uh, but he, I mean, when he's not performing, he has to be working out. The guy has like, oh, yeah. if he's using like seven minute abs or whatever it is, <laughs> seven. Remember that from something about Mary? Seven no, minute abs. All right, I don't that's, that, all right fine. <laughs> you'll, you'll get some references, uh, and you won't get others. Oh, That'll make me look like an idiot. It's fine. No, the audience gets it though. <laughs> I'm sure they. Uh, hopefully they do. Seven minute abs. So I guess that's where we're at. Unless you wanted to add something about because as we're approaching uh, the the end of our yeah. uh, our episode of. November Rain versus a shrinkage of what we kind of want out of 2017 uh, out of this band. I want to see a continued tour uh, successful. I would like to see them come close to us again. You know, obviously they're hitting a lot of the markets, which are making a lot of other Guns N' Roses fans happy. But I'm selfish. I wanted to. I want to be as close as I was for. Uh, Axel DC. What's in store for ACDC in 2017? Because yeah. now there are rumors of Brian Johnson working with Phil Rudd. Remember the uh, the now infamous former drummer of ACDC who yeah. hired a uh, hitman to kill his manager? Yeah, who said he doesn't want to work with Axel? Hey, maybe Axel doesn't want to work with you, a eh, killer. <laughs> so what's what's going to happen with Axel and ACDC in 2017? But for me, uh, yes, again, that's my crutch. I think I want to make this podcast a resolution. To yeah. continue with it and see where we can go with it, because we have discussions, of course, before we we crack open the mics, and we're both kind of amazed and humbled about the reception that we've we've gotten. Uh, please continue to leave us reviews on iTunes. That's how we can get ranked and get noticed, uh, and not just not for selfish reasons, but to provide you with more things. You know, we've been lucky that we've been able to get on uh, people like uh, Vicky Hamilton and Charlie Benanti and Art Devana so early in uh, this podcast. So we want to see what else we can do yeah. to bring to you, not just like stupid little sound clips within the show. Except you. Shut up. We have, uh, and we have like a short list of other people that we think will come on and, and, there's a lot in mind. I, we actually could have gotten someone on for this episode, but I was like, you know what? I kind of want to do a solo episode like this where we discuss, uh, you know, just different songs in particular. But yeah, well, I mean, I, I could name them all, but there's there's a lot of people we're thinking of getting on. Well, what I like, uh, because we've reached out and I like the acknowledgement because uh, Dave Kushner uh, is, is, seems to be pretty active on Twitter. 
and I just put out there. Um, it was like some Velvet Revolver anniversary, and I said, "What's your favorite song?" And I, I, ta- I and I tagged him in it. Yeah, and he said, "Get out the door." And I was like, "Whoa, that's on the second yeah. record." Okay, and I thought that was pretty cool. That and Matt is. Sorum has retweeted us a couple times, so it's nice to be acknowledged. I like how Del James acknowledged uh, one of our uh, Trump tweets. Yeah, <laughs> maybe we can get him on to talk some politics. I would love to. That might be an interesting. I'm sure he might want to talk about that. Yeah, because he's he's very vocal anti-Trump. Is yeah. Del James? Um, so there's a lot of people we want to reach out to. Or, of course, we're going to get on uh, our buddy Artivana again. Um, and, and just see who is out there. Um, I, I want to get our first uh, guest on again. Oh, uh, I... Your, your buddy, Jason Schultz. Yeah, who, oh, by the way, just had a kid. Congratulations. Oh, Mazel Tov, Jason. Yes. Yes, guys, I see him out there. Uh, he also did some, and, I, and it got press, because he, he's a photographer, and that's why we had him on. He's Great done, photographer. Well, he's done with Solo and with the band with Guns N' Roses, but he has this uh, expose now of serial killers, yes. uh, famous like like uh, Freddie and Jason doing the daily things like shopping and sitting at a Starbucks. It's pretty awesome. So yeah. uh, if you want a hear the interview with Jason Schultz, that's the very first episode which you could find on the iHeartRadio app or on iTunes. However, you're listening to this, I want to let you know in case you're listening on SoundCloud or whatever. We want you to go to the right places, uh, and and. Yeah, we want to support what they're doing because they support us. And we're all Guns N' Roses fans. I think that's that's where I'm going to this. There's the method to the madness where we wanted to do an episode where you learn more about us because what I find cool is that when you guys tweet at us, when you Facebook message us, we learn about you. Hey, I remember this song. I, I see messages like, hey, you're making me feel old. When you talk about how you guys feel old, because this person's in his 50s. Hey, you know what? I'm going to f- you know, make the kids breakfast while I'm listening to your new episodes. We got a tweet from somebody. I'm like, oh, that's so cool. This everyday stuff that they're doing. Why? So I want you to learn more about us. We want to learn more about you. Uh, if there's any questions you want uh, answered, what do you think about this? Uh, suggestions you want us to do for future episodes, please let us know. We're very accessible. Uh, and, you know, this was just a cool episode to talk about just the music itself. It kind of take a little bit of a breather from the news of Guns N' Roses, which is funny to say because there was a period of time where the news was there might be news. Yeah. But there really wasn't anything. But other than the, the what seems to be like the weekly article from Blabbermouth about DJ Ashba talking about the good old G&R days. Yeah. Uh, there hasn't been too much going on. No, the to, news is that they're still on the road. Still and I on the road. I can't believe how long they're going with barely any breaks. Like, I, I don't know how they're doing Especially it. with Axel with doing ACDC. That is insane. That is, he could take 2017 off. I mean, don't do that. Arsenal, yeah, I'd feel fine with it. But yeah. Uh, but the fact that he, he's doing that, I, I think, is, is incredible. Um, and I, I, I'm feeling like this is going to be a good year. Now that we know we have a template for what this band is capable of for the reunion, and we, we, we've seen it, now we kind of get to enjoy the ride a little bit, where a lot of it was just so, uh, it was angst and eager, and oh my God, the anticipation. So I think it was kind of like when you're a virgin. <gasps> oh my God, what's sex going to be like? Is she going to like it? This, all these things. And now that you had it, now it's like, all right, now, now I can get to enjoy it. Oh, well, I guess it's not a fact of just getting it laid, and now it's a fact of actually going out and seeing a concert. If you want to make the, if you want to keep that comparison, uh, which was a weird one, now that I'm, I'm saying it out loud. Um, 
So I'm just looking forward to 2017. What about you, Ian, as I can finish? Yeah, no, I I echo everything you said. The only other thing that I have in store that I was thinking about was I was going to say to you, I was in my head thinking of doing a Facebook Live on Appetite for Distortion just about hair metal in general. I was thinking of just doing my own Facebook Live on the page. As long as you think that's cool. Uh, just yeah, talk, I mean, you know I my love of hair metal and and what made me think of it. Wait, you want to do a uh, a solo project for uh, Facebook Live? Is that I think it'd be cool if you do one, I do one, you know, because I like. But what made me think of this one in particular and why I want to do it was I mentioned it on the podcast was that at the Sebastian Bach concert, I I think I talked about this. I was wearing a docking hoodie. And some guy came up to me, and we started talking about docking. And then he said, man, how old are you? And I said, I was 30. He's like, dude, how did you even get into this type of music? <laughs> and so I'd like to do a Facebook Live, and maybe I'll do it this week or next week, uh, when just when I'm free, about why I got into this music and like why I still love this music and why I gravitate towards it. And I think I should put it on the appetite for distortion yeah, as opposed it. to mine because I think our audience – Likes that type of stuff. And I still do, in a sense, think of Guns N' Roses in that genre. They are the Sunset Strip. They are from that whole scene. So uh, we those start, are my plans. Yeah, we should start doing more of that, too, because we're both eager. We want to crank out more of these episodes. It just life gets in the way. Thankfully, we, we haven't had a Chinese democracy kind of you know, uh, waiting period in between episodes. No, well, so it's, it, the biggest. It's just trying to give you know our new friends... Uh, I, I I prefer the calling them about uh, you that as opposed to listeners, our new friends just more content. You know what do you want to see? What what entertainment value do you want to see? You know just let us know. This is our podcast. That's how we we want to build this, and I think that's that's pretty cool. As I mentioned in the last episode, we want Guns N' Roses to kind of be the nucleus of our world, and it's a large world. So it's just a nucleus. There's a lot of stuff going around it, whether it's musical or otherwise. So, all right. So I, I'm, I'm glad our, both of our uh, New Year's resolutions seem to involve this podcast. Which is, so we, we hope to have a really good year for Appetite for Distortion. Yeah. And, oh, I'll throw out one last thing. Um, shout out to my friend who I'd like to get on here soon, Mark Slaughter from Slaughter, of course, who just put out a song with, uh, I think it's one of the girls from Vixen. Uh, they're working on a small project, and it's called Kill Mister in uh, in honor of Lemmy. Lemmy sure, a, a year since he passed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So let's say Rip Lemmy, of course, uh, Slash put a bunch of stuff out there. Yeah. And they toured back in the early '90s, Motorhead and uh, and Guns N' Roses, and can't believe it's been a year. So this song Mark put out, I, I really am enjoying, and because I'm a friend of Mark, he was like, hey, you can't play this, but let me send you a little something else, <laughs> and uh, it's from like another project that he's working on, and it's he put out a solo album uh, more recently, and it was a little lighter, it was... Um, it some of it almost was had some electronic vibe going on to it a little bit. I can't even describe it, but it didn't sound like slaughter. It sounded like his own thing. Um, and these songs sound a little bit more old school hard rock slaughter. And uh, so yeah, check out Killmister on iTunes from Mark Slaughter. Uh, and it was one of the girls from Vixen. Uh, it's 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 cool, man. And I want to get Mark on the podcast because he's just he is a great guy, man. He's got great stories. I'm sure he's got a Guns N' Roses story. Yeah, absolutely. Somewhere. And we want to get on our mutual friend uh, Raven, 
from Sirius. She's on the, the new uh, talk music channel, Volume, right? Yeah, I want to get on uh, Rachel Lauren. <laughs> wait, wait, what do you mean? Say that again. I want to get on Rachel Lauren. Showing. <laughs> ah, she's great. Uh, you were so happy when, because she opened up for Sebastian Bach, and when she followed us or she responded to your tweet, yeah. you were, look at you. No, you, I want to get her on. fresh face, little prepubescent boy. No, you're, she's, she's younger than me, dude. You're no. much younger. She's like 21, 20. I, know. 20, I, I don't res- know. respect her. Yeah. She's not just a pretty face. Oh, no, she's got a great voice. She really does. Um... So, Stop looking at her throat. I I also want to get on. Um, I'm trying to think of all. I mean, uh, you know, Carla from Butcher Babies wants to come on. We're, yes, we, we'll get her on soon. Yes, yes. yes. It's just there, there's so many people that we that we're looking at to to come on. So it's we'll, we'll cool. make it all happen. It's yeah. a bit overwhelming, but it's it a is. good overwhelming. It is because with Sofrip, I get like you got to get this guy on. You got to get this guy on, and I have to like remind people, hey, for that podcast, we just do it once a week, like. And we normally have one interview that week, if we even have one. So with this, you know, it's every other week usually. And there's only so many people we could have on. So it's like prioritizing who are we going to get on. So yeah, we'll, just make, we'll, make, ideas. we'll make it happen. We'll try to do more Facebook Lives, maybe do some uh, some videos. You know, maybe we'll do a Facebook Live of uh, talking about the Ninja Turtles. I want to get into, see if we can do, uh, instead of like a making a murderer, because it's not, we nobody died. Uh, but a documentary probably would have been the better word to start this off with. Uh, is there any truth to that uh, Ninja Turtle uh, Secret of the Ooze Axel being late? That'd be cool. Story. How do we? Fu- That's going to be Art Devana's new project. I'm going to get him on that. If he, if he could stalk Izzy, we can. He he he's the guy to to, uh, to be. He could be our PI, our G and R PI. Nice. You got it. Yeah. All right. I just wanted to end this podcast awkwardly. So we appreciate you listening to episode 13, right? I, I Lucky 13 track. of Appetite for Distortion. We really appreciate all the listens that we've been getting. I mean, it's been um, astounding. And we can't wait again. We can't wait to see what uh, the new year brings. Uh, please subscribe to us on, on iTunes. Leave us a review. Also, subscribe to us on iHeartRadio. Uh, because we're broadcasting from Tribeca, New York City, just a, a few miles away from the Freedom Tower. Uh, so if iHeartRadio sees that you're listening to us, they're going to support us. And that's pretty cool when you're surrounded by that kind of support. So um, it's all a big circle jerk <laughs> of support. Is that, that's a good way to end the episode. <laughs> so Appetite for Distortion, again, follow us on the AF, at the AFD Show on Facebook and Twitter. I'm Brando. Anything else to say, my dear Ian? I've said it all. All right. He has said it all. So we will see you next time when, I don't know, the words of Axl Rose concerning Chinese democracy. I don't know as soon as the word, but you'll see it. You've been listening to the distorted minds of Brando and Scotto, dissecting all things Guns N' Roses on Appetite for Distortion. Follow the guys on Twitter at The AFD Show and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash The AFD Show. Security, I'm going home.